thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Yeah. How you guys doing, huh? Happy Friday. It's Friday, in case you didn't know that. It's free for all Friday here on Bible News Radio. Yeah, it is. Just so you know. I'm, I'm tingled up. <laughs> My headset's all tingled up. Very funny. So, this is Sherry Keggy from a couple years ago. Her, lo- her song called Lucky to be Breathing Your Air on her CD called No Longer My Own. So check it out as we share out the show everywhere, if you don't mind. You have kept me close to your side. Randall wants to sing right a lot. You're Keggy off her song again off her CD called No Longer My Own and that's called Lucky to Be Breathing Your Air that was most of it just so you know by the way thanks for inviting followers people I appreciate it alright I'm going to take the headset off just because I can (laughs) ah so it's Friday everybody I don't know about you but it feels like it to me (laughs) today is Friday it's been a Fast day, man. It seems like time is going by. So I gotta, I gotta tell you something. 
as you all know. Hey, Alice. So as you guys know, um, first of all, can you hear me okay? Because I don't have my headset in. I just want to make sure you're actually hearing me through the microphone. Okay. Um, so I can hear you just fine. Just so you know. I am in the same room, but I'm not hearing your voice in this room per se. That's what makes it fun. All right. So anyway, so last night I went and saw my dad. I got to tell you guys this story because um, I know you love these stories, right? So you guys all know I take care of my 90-year-old father. And next year in July, he'll turn 91 and I'll tell you he's 91. But for now, he's 90. Um, anyways, last night. So yesterday I had a really busy day. One of the things that I had to do was um, I had to uh, do his laundry, which... It's a, it's a joy to do. Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, I had to do his laundry, iron his clothes, all that stuff, and then bring it bring it to him. And so I showed up um, about 7.30-ish at his house, where he lives. And I go into his room, and the lights are out. He's, like, totally snoring away in bed. <laughs> I'm like... Uh-oh, I just woke him up. You know, this is not good. He was like, hi, hello, are you okay? Hello. And I'm like, hi, Dad, how you doing? I said, I'm here to deliver your clothes. He's And, you know, I'm thinking, yes, I'll get it. I, you know, I I will not keep him up late because I know he goes to bed around 8. Well, apparently earlier. <laughs> anyway, so long story short, I put his clothes away for him and everything. And then I went and sat down on his bed and he starts telling me some stories and you know, his stories are usually from 60, 50, 70 years ago because he's 90. So, you know, got to subtract way back when he was a child or a teenager in his 20s because he tells me a lot of these stories from, from when he was in his 20s. And so I'm sitting there on his bed and he's, he's laying back. And anyway, we talk for a long, for a while and then and then I say, Dad, I need to go because, you know, you need to get some sleep. I need to get some sleep because I've been doing this contest, which, by the way, I will tell you guys about in just a second. And, and anyway, so you just picture this. My father has, I have my father's features. Let's put it that way. You can definitely tell I'm his daughter. It's very obvious. And so as I leaned over to give him a kiss, I gave, gave him a kiss goodnight. And then I, you know. Okay, pictures, he's in a bed, he's laying down with his pillow, his head on the pillow on the back, and I'm sitting on his bed like a parent would, a child, you know, tucking him in and, you know, giving him a kiss goodnight and everything. So I give him a kiss goodnight, and then he looks up at me and he goes, looking at you is like looking at myself. And I told Randall that this is funny because I... Literally thought that same thing when I gave him a kiss. I thought, wow, I'm, I, it's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> anyway, Randall thought that that was kind of odd. <laughs> but I thought about it afterwards, and I thought, you know what? It's kind of cool that I have a parent that, even though he's old and, you know, didn't really know me growing up, it's really neat for me to be able to have a nice nurturing relationship with my dad, even though, you know, he, he mostly doesn't think that he does anything for me, but he really does, you know, and I just want to share that with you because sometimes I think in 
our walk with the Lord, you know, it'd be really easy for us to feel like we don't, you know, really do much for God because, you know, he's our father. He provides for us everything. I mean, the very air we breathe, you know, lucky to be breathing his air. He actually, um, you know, he actually provides all this stuff, but, but we give God joy. We give our fathers joy, our heavenly father joy. And just our very presence as his children is something that we can never forget that just the very fact that the value of who you are as a child of God, if you've been born again, means the world to the Lord. And I just say that because my dad last night actually um, said to me, you know, he always says to me, oh, you're my, you're my good girl. You're, you're my angel. You're this, you're that anyway. And it's, it's, it's weird for me because I'm a grown woman, but to have somebody, you know, entrust that type of love and nurturing to you, um, is a very, uh, yeah, it's a very cool thing actually. Right. Alice. Yeah. Alice said that's not odd. Yeah. You know, it isn't. And it's, but yeah, it's kind of a redemption story for me because like I said, my dad, I didn't grow up with my dad. I've only known him a couple of years. Um, and so it's neat to kind of see his vulner, his vulnerability. I always say that word. It's hard to say that word. Um, but also the parallel to the Lord is that he loves you just because you're his creation and he loves you more just Maybe that's not technically true, but if you're his child, he, you know, he loves you for sure. And just that very fact that he loves you as his own should really be what gets us up and gets us ready to motivate, you know, ourselves, not only in our faith every day, but as we share God's love with people every day, right? Because people can tell a lot of people. I'm, I'm around a lot of people every week. I mean, I, I'm around a lot of people. And it's really obvious those who are, are struggling and they don't feel like they're worthy or that they're loved very well. Um, you know, what a smile can do, what a word of encouragement can do, what, <clears throat> what you know, you just saying, hey, I believe in you. That was awesome. Like for me on pickleball court, you know, I play with a lot of players. Some are, are beginners, some are more advanced. And just that, you know, just that word of encouragement can really flip a person's life and a perspective. In fact, I had somebody today tell me today, he said, you're one of, one of the most affable people that I've met. And I, I was like, first of all, I was impressed he used the word affable. <laughs> it's not every, it's not every day somebody uses that word. Um, but second of all, he's right. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's right that I'm one of the most affable people he's actually met, but but I told him, I said, well, you know, my audience calls me sweet and lovable. And that's because I have a sweet and lovable audience, right? Because you guys, you know, do what you can do. But anyway, so I, I am, um, oh, now my text message shows up 15 minutes later. Anyway, but anyway, so now, um, you know, so love your mom and your dad. If you have your, if you're lucky enough to have your parents around and, and you know, even if it's a struggled relationship, you know, your parents are your parents, you know, God says to honor your parents and he will give you life, long life on the earth. And I can tell you one thing, my mom never honored her mother as she died young, just saying. Um, I can, I can tell you my dad totally honored his parents and he's lived a long life. So 
that's just true in my family. All right, so the contest for Legal Shield. Okay, here is the deal, everybody. So last night, technically, according to the Legal Shield app, um, where I was throwing, I was sending everybody out the business, um, the business video, which is about 22 minutes. Those of you who click the link, thank you so much. I want you to know, according to the app, the contest is over. However, I don't think it's actually really over because it's still updating the app. Um, and I'm currently in, I got like three more above the 25. So there's like 19, 20, and 21. We're all tied at the same amount of prospects. And all that. So I'm in the top 25 right now, but the contest doesn't end apparently until tonight. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw that out there one more time. If you guys want to help me win this contest, stay in the top 25. Um, I would love to send you the Legal Shield video. All you got to do is click the link, watch it for a minute or two. I prefer you watch the whole thing because it's actually really good and I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. Um, but for the purpose of the, the contest that I'm currently in, and can stay hopefully in the top 25. Um, if you just click the link, watch it a couple minutes, well, it will get registered to me as account for um, for being in the contest, okay? And also, I just wanna say again, thank you for, um, you know, for being a part of that, because, you know, you don't have to. I actually had one person, I literally had one person tell me, I don't wanna click the link tonight. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you, that's your prerogative. You don't have to help if you don't want. Uh, but I, I would appreciate it if you, uh, if you, you know, just you want to humor me, that would be cool. All right. So, so, but as of right now, at the time of this show, we are actually doing well. We're in the top 25 and the goal is just to stay there. That's kind of what I want to do. Um, also, um, what else was I going to tell you about that? Oh, yeah. I want to tell you, I want to give you a quick update. Um, those of you, um, and then Randall's going to get, Randall's going to, going to read the story, the, the one that we were leading with, but I want to give you guys the update on the, on ID shield. I know many of you already are ID shield members, but if you're not an ID shield member, this is very important for you to understand. Um, if you are an ID shield member, make sure that you check your email where you signed up for ID shield. Okay. It because um, the um, they sent out the update about the late the latest update for ID Shield, and so I just wanted to wanted to um, give you guys uh, a thing, something that's been going on that kind of can impact your identification. Okay, two days in a row, I actually received a phone call. Uh, it was a robocall from some government agency supposedly telling me that, that, you know, that, that the lawyers were going to come after me because blah, blah, whatever. Okay. Anyway, the stupid thing is, is it, it's not, I knew it was a scam. So I just hung up on it. I didn't do anything, but I do want to read you this. Bah humbug. Fraudsters can take away the joy of giving, receiving gift cards. So I want to read you this. It says here, chances are great that you will that you will give or receive or both at least one gift card this holiday season, according to the Black Hawk Network. More than 90% of consumers have purchased a gift card for themselves or someone else. And that's so true. I, I mean, you probably have. It says here, their popularity and accessibility also make gift cards a target for fraudsters, which can make gift card givers look like a Scrooge and leave recipients holding what amounts to a worthless lump of coal. 
Gift cards don't come with the same protections that credit cards have, so it's up to the buyer and the recipient to handle gift cards with care. Following these tips will will help prevent the Grinch from stealing your gift card's value. Okay, so I'm going to read you some tips here just so you have this for, for buyers. If you're buying a gift card online, buy directly from the source rather than discount uh, marketplace. Also, make sure you're on the store's website, not a counterfeit site. If you don't have the site bookmarked, key the full name of the store into the search bar. Don't rely on the search engine's autofill. That's a good point because there's a lot of mock-ups out there. Two, check the site's security status. You should notice a lock in the address bar. The URL should begin with HTTPS. You guys know that, right? The, the security there, okay? And it says here, if buying in-store, avoid cards that can be easily accessed, such as in a display right by the entrance. Fraudsters can take cards, record the card numbers and codes, okay? Then return the card stock. Once the card is activated, they can use the balance on the card before you can gift it to the intended recipient. Now, unfortunately, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but evildoers think evil stuff, right? And, you know, I personally would have never thought to do that personally if I was a, I mean, I wouldn't have thought to do that, but these evildoers do think to do that, so... Also, check the activation receipt to make sure the numbers match to the card. Keep the receipt yourself or include it with the gift card in the case the recipient has any problems using it. All right. So, um, and it says here, the gift cards are popular among scammers for other reasons. Gift cards are scammers' preferred method to steal money from their victims. The Federal Trade Commission reports that 26% of people are who are scammed out of money paid with a gift or a reload card that's a, that's huge 26 percent. that's that's huge okay so then uh if you're a recipient it says here if you want to check the remaining balance on your gift card calling the number on the card can be more secure than checking it online not all balance checking websites may have strong security leaving them vulnerable to cyber criminals who can retrieve card numbers and balances so that's actually a good tip um, read the fine print that accompanies the card. Some card issuers do offer a replacement policy. In that case, register your card as soon as possible. If the card is lost or stolen, report the incident right away, um, and you may be eligible for a replacement. Um, retaining the activ- activation receipt may also prove helpful if you need to request a placement replacement card. And some cards have expiration dates, so make sure, you know, do what I do. If you get a gift card, you just use it as soon as possible um, because then the likelihood of somebody else using it or hacking into it is lower. And then it says here, did you get a gift card that you don't want or can't use? You can re-gift it or sell it. If you choose the latter, avoid Craigslist. Instead, use a legitimate card exchange website such as Card Pool or Card Cash. All right, so that's just a couple of tips from ID Shield that they sent out to our ID Shield members, but I also wanted to just throw that out to you guys um, so that you know that that's something you can do. Also, the robocalls and scams are extremely high. I got two, I, I literally got two. I got one yesterday and this morning. I got, you know, calling me up, t- trying to tell me that I'm under investigation and blah, blah. And, you know, and I'm just like, really? <laughs> click and they were from texas actually so um 
So yeah. And then one last thing on the ID shield and legal shield thing. Um, this is November 30th. This is the last day of the month. And this is the last day I'm offering. If you want to sign up under me today, it has to be today because today is the last day. Actually, I said I was going to do this till Wednesday. Well, this is the end of the month. Today's last day. If you want to sign up for ID Shield with me or Legal Shield with me, I will give you your first month free if you sign up with me today. It has to be today, though, um, because I need to um, stay in the, the magic streak. And I also, <laughs> also would like to get our bonus, but, uh, but unless I get eight people signed up today, that's not going to happen. But if I get one, then I stay in the magic streak, and that's still good. That keeps me in the qualification for uh, a prize to Cabo if I get my name drawn. So that that is the, the plus there. And if you're an associate and you get one person signed up today, if you haven't already this month, you get your mad streak and you could potentially also win a trip to Cabo if your name is drawn. Okay, so if that's you, uh, then let me know. Get in touch with me after the show. Okay, all right. So Randall, um, and, and one last thing, Bible News, text, text me the term Bible News. Join my text message list. Bible News to 33222, and uh, you will be on my text message list. You can also communicate with me through that as well. I am going to be doing a giveaway, maybe tomorrow. Um, just something special. I'm just going to do that for tomorrow. Uh, and then I have a new book uh, on the topic of resentment and blame, uh, where I'm going to be interviewing the author soon that I will be giving away a brand new copy of that to somebody on my text message list. So if you want to be a part of that contest, join that. Uh, Bareface has that scrolling up there. Just get on my list. Okay. All right. Okay. So Randall Pandle Bareface is going to go ahead and talk about, um, about this, this story about the mom, because this is kind of, uh, crazy. Well, this is an article that was published in the 26th this month, so four days ago, on the federalist.com, federalist.com. Uh, the author is Walt Heyer. If you're not familiar with Walt Heyer, he's someone who lived the transgender life. Uh, he was um, had top-bottom surgery, you know, all that, got the T-shirt, uh, and lived as a woman for uh, several years. Well, um, he dressed as a woman. Well, You can't be a woman unless you have ovaries and breasts and a period. Right, Just but, saying. But identified as a okay. woman and lived with with the woman's name and gotcha. in him. Okay. <laughs> Presented himself. Oh wait, to also, the world at large. Wait, can I can I also before you go on? Can I give a shout out to Albert today? Albert Lagru, I think I says, Albert Lagru, happy birthday, my friend. Now I know that I've never met you or talked to you, but you are like the number one person that shares out Bible News Radio stuff on Facebook every single day. So it's your birthday. So I want to say happy birthday to you. You you rock. You're getting older, just so you know. So make sure you take calcium and magnesium every single day. You're going to need it. <laughs> that was supposed to be funny, Albert. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Uh, he didn't pay for that, but <laughs> stall. I'm trying to. Um... Oh, you want me to stall? Okay. Yeah. 
I was ah, trying to do okay. the same thing. I setting up a shot that I usually do for you. <laughs> I should say hi to everybody. Hey. Um, okay, so Mama Gina's here. Kim is here. Hey, Kim Wendy. I see you, girl. I like. I love watching your Instagram horse stuff. Um, Jeff is here again. Welcome back, Jeff. Mama Gina is Mama Gina. Yeah, she is. Uh, Marty, you're here. Aaron Bond. Aaron actually was the 20 she was Aaron was the person that knocked me into the 25 last night with the contest so I thank Aaron for that Oddvar Mr. Oddvar how you doing buddy Mia superhero paramedic <laughs> Stephen Batten is in the house Stephen's always you know encouraging me as well Wanda yeah you are there you are and there's a couple other people I don't know who you are but thank you Thank you for doing that. Hey, yeah, actually, I have Aaron's living, young living stress away stuff. I pulled my calf today, and I pulled a muscle in my right calf. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to try some essential oil for that later. But that's just a reminder to uh, um, go over to my Bible News Radio page. And if you go over to our Trusted Associates page, you can actually get uh, essential oil from Aaron. And you can get Norwex cleaning products from Coach Mo, which are op they're they're absolutely awesome stuff. Okay, you ready? Yeah, anytime. All right, well, okay, you told me to mm -hmm. kill time, so there you go. All right, now back to Bareface. All right, so back to this article on thefederalist.com. See, their mom dresses six-year-old son as girl, threatens dad for disagreeing, and the altar author Walt Heyer um, we talked about him and he's been a guest on the show um, several years back when we were audio only and mm -hmm. anyway let's just read the article good idea read uh, six-year-old James is caught in a gender identity nightmare under his mom's care in Dallas Texas James obediently lives as a trans girl named Luna but given the choice when he's with when he's with dad, he's all boy, his sex at birth. In the divorce proceedings, the mother has charged the father with child abuse for not affirming James as transgender, has sought restraining orders against him, and is seeking to terminate his parental rights. She's also seeking to require him to pay for the child's visits to transgender affirming therapists and transgender medical alterations, which may include hormonal sterilization starting at age 8. Now, cut for a moment. You know, not to get, you know. Don't you love how Bareface put himself in the article like he does me? Um, Except he put himself up higher. I'm like in the corner usually. Well, what's with that, Bareface, huh? Because I've noticed that. Um, <laughs> well, usually, well, anyway. Because often we're looking down while reading, it looks kind of just unnatural. So I. Thought I'd try it up high. If I'm my eyes are down, then I'm looking down at the article on the screen. But okay. Anyway, just thought I'd give it a try. So, so you know, when a when a child says they want to be a, a fireman or a you know whatever, um, say a, I don't know, a speed skater, you know whatever. Do we we just throw them out there and get them send them off to get training as a firefighter do we you know uh try to get them on the olympic team for speed skating do we you know 
um, there are things you gotta wait till you grow up, and these odd things, you know, often are phases and they pass. The things that you wanted to do when you were six, you probably didn't want to do when you were eight, and probably didn't want to do when you were ten. I mean, they vary, but so this mom has wanted to fast track this kid um, to to quasi girlhood. Let's suppose it's a thing, you know, the gender dysphoria, it's it's a diagnosis and all that. Let's get back to the article here. Going to skip down a bit. Um, we read, uh, when his mother, a pediatrician, took James for counseling, she chose a gender transition therapist who diagnosed him with gender dysphoria, a mental conflict between physical sex and perceived gender. James' pre precious young life hinges purely on the diagnosis of gender dysphoria by a therapist who wraps herself in rainbow colors, affirms the diagnosis of gender dysphoria, and dismisses evidence to the contrary. Remove the rainbow from James' diagnosis and it crumbles under the weight of the criteria for the diagnosis of gender dysphoria. And basically the diagnosis says that it has to be persistent, uh, consistent, and, you know, insistent, you know, the child is insistent about being the opposite sex. But that isn't the case. I'm going to scroll down because it's a long article. Yeah, according to the top, it takes 11 to 13 minutes to read it. Right. So, so anyway, so here are some, uh, basically some testimonials submitted or what do they call that? I guess it's testimony, whatever. Propaganda. No, no. No, actual testimony from, you know, witnesses as, as you know, evidence against or in defense. So anyway. Alice is saying the woman is doing the typical parental alienational thing, plus she is an attention hoe and not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Mama Gina said that should be considered child abuse to force uh, him into physical operations. Well, you're right. When, and one of the things... Uh, one of the things that I've told you before is when I went to this conference and there was transgender activists actually in this conference. This was a counseling conference, by the way, because, you know, I was counselor. Anyway, they were upset. These leaders who were pushing this stuff were actually upset because they couldn't find enough doctors to actually perform this. But they were still doing their best to put out the propaganda so that you know, the choice, the option is there to, to mutilate your child if you so desire. Yeah, let them make life-altering decisions at age six. Or, or hey, in Dina. this case, making it for them, as we'll see. Dina's here too. Or Dinah. Dina or Dinah. I forgot. Don't hate me. <laughs> Dinah. Uh, it's Dinah, right? Dinah. I bet you it's Dinah. Thanks for the hearts, by the way. Ending with an H or not? No, it's just an A. Go on. I've heard it both ways. Anyway, so they submitted testimonials. Uh, um, this woman writes, uh, we had the boys over, and the boys, because they're twins, James has a twin. Uh, the boys took turns telling stories, and James made up a story about five little boys, himself, his brother, and my three sons, who were such good friends that they magically turned into pumpkins. I mean, this kind of story a six-year-old would tell. It's like Dina. Just so you know. Okay. So they could stay in the pumpkin patch together forever. 
He didn't say kids. He specifically and happily referred to himself as a boy. This other instance, uh, we all went on a walk in the park. We had such fun. It had rained the night before. On the walk, James slipped and got his clothes dirty. He asked if he could borrow some of my boy's shorts and if I could wash his clothes. I said, sure, and went to grab something he could wear. While I was looking, he said, guess what, Miss Sarah? You don't need to find a shirt because boys don't have to wear them if you're hot. I laughed and told him, I guess that's a good thing about being a boy. He said, yes, it is. Um, Saturday, November 3rd, his mother came to pick up the boys to take them to his brother's soccer game. Uh, James hugged his dad and said, love you. He refused to go to the soccer game as a girl with his mom and stayed with dad. That evening, they came to our house. And so, as Walt points out, James exhibits no desire to be Luna, the girl, except when he is with his mother. Mm. And so, uh... And then so it turns into this court battle, and and I was reading the um, the petition where she's um, you know basically wants to um, charge him in you know, a seeking a restraining order and charge him with child abuse and the father where it goes deal around anyway. What you can do, I'm just going to wrap it up with this. Uh, you can. Go to savejames.com, like it sounds, S-A-V-E, savejames, J-A-M-E-S dot com. Savejames.com, you can read a little more about it, and there's also a link where you can um, uh, help fund legal costs uh, for the dad. Um, so far, 27% funded, which is good, 424 backers, but like to wow. see How much are they than... looking for? Uh, they're looking for seventy-five thousand because court costs are expensive. And um, yeah, Dina says sounds like the mom wants the six-year-old to be her daughter. And hey, Annie, nice to see you. I know. You know, this is sanctioned child abuse. Yeah. I mean, you know what the irony of it all is, though. I mean, just you know, you guys know I'm a, sh- a straight shooter. The the irony is that these issues, many of these issues with gender dysphoria and same-sex attraction are are actually a result of childhood abuse in some way. Sometimes it's sexual. Sometimes it's it's neglect. Sometimes it's actual abuse as far as, you know, actual physical abuse or emotional abuse. And so what happens is people go in, they, the ideology of that is the beginning, right? And then they end up in this situation where they are essentially re-abusing themselves over and over. And when you have a parent who's doing that, <laughs> the the infuriating thing about that is that usually it's a narcissistic parent, okay? Because if it's a narcissistic parent and this is the child... That's how they see the child as an extension of themselves. So that per- that kid, unfortunately, doesn't have a self. That narcissistic parent, it's all about them and what they want to do. And so it's infuriating because it's child abuse. Couldn't the dad charge mother with the same charge then court? Couldn't. Okay, that's a bot there. Um, block. There we go. Um Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing, you know. The, well, before I forget my point, which I forgot and then remembered. Anyway, 
um, the chilling thing about this is because the LGBT lobby has been so effective in implementing these anti-discrimination laws and all these other things, and their goal, you know, has been to deal with uh, parental rights as well. You know, they're the ones creating the alienation between the parents and the system. You know, we see it happening in the church. We see, I mean, with adoption issues and other things. And it's encroached in the church and, and our religious freedom, too. I've always said that it's a big issue between religious freedom or LGBT, you know, rights trumping religious freedom. Because it's, these are two mutually exclusive worldviews. They can't coexist. Um, and unfortunately, the LGBT lobby has way more money behind it than the church is willing to put out to defend God's way of doing things. But it's the world we live in. <laughs> so there you go. The mom is charging the dad with abuse because dad doesn't force his son to act like a girl. It's crazy. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think about my own mother. My my mom, she, wanted a, she didn't want me as a girl. She wanted me to be a boy. And so she actually forced me to look like a boy when I was a child. I mean, I have, I should dig them up so you could see <laughs> when I was really little, like under, under eight, I had very, very short hair. I looked like a little boy. In fact, so much so that I looked like a little boy that people would call me a little boy. And my mom told me over and over and over again that she, um, never wanted a girl. She didn't want me. She wished I was never born. Fortunately, Thank God, years later, she, you know, she changed her mind on that. But that is one reason why you'll never see me with short hair. Just so you know, I will always have long hair. I don't care until I'm 100. <laughs> Speaking of my dad, though, last night he told me he wanted to live to 115. Did I tell you that, Randall? <laughs> no, he didn't. Why not? Throw another 15 years on there. I know. That's, you know what I thought when he said that? I thought... I told him, I said, Dad, so you want to live to see me be 75? <laughs> and, and he says to me, well, he goes, well, I was just lying here thinking about how healthy I am. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, yeah, I'll ask God let me live to be 115. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> I know, 100 was the goal. But, it was. But now that he's 90, he's like, piece of cake. I know. I know. Like I'm like. Uh, yeah, he's a goals man, Aaron. That's right. <laughs> uh, Dina says, my mom did the same thing. I had the shortest hair. It looked like a boy. I hated it. Yeah, you know what? I don't know if 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 it was because she didn't want you as a girl or what. I mean, for me, that was definitely the case with my mother. But And my mom, the irony of it all is that she had very short hair. And she was a beautiful woman. Uh, I have one picture of my mother with long hair or shoulder-length hair. She was beautiful absolutely stunning she had beautiful blue eyes just beautiful woman but she kept her hair short and i hated it i hated it anyway praise god hopefully he'll see his return why would you confuse a kid well because adults who are confused they yeah. you know yeah anyway. i wanted to pick up two more um just two more paragraphs okay. and the I'll be quiet. No, that's not, don't worry about it. Would you rather hear me talk or Randall talk? Put an R for Randall. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I would rather hear you talk. but I would rather hear you talk. Okay, well, I've got the article in front so of Go me, ahead. So. All right. 
Back up, uh, Walt. Okay, bye, Dina. Walt wrote, I learned of James' plight in a recent visit to Plano, Texas. There I spoke to teenagers about my own transgender story. He says, I lived through a similar scenario when I was his age. I was cross-dressed for two and a half years by my grandmother, who made a purple chiffon dress for me. Somewhat like James, my cross-dressing occurred under one adult's care, but away from grandma's, I was all boy with my mom and dad. Also, just like James, I found my way to the office of a gender therapist who quickly started me toward transition. And then uh, he goes on to say, talks about that uh, time. Let me find it real quick. Um... Well, we're getting votes for both of us. They'd rather hear both of us talk. So Annie and Melanie, I think, put an H. I think she just means both of us by that. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. Here it is. Good call. Is this therapy or manipulation? He says, unlike James, I was an adult at the time of my diagnosis. Grandma was gone by then, but the therapist, like so many today affirmed my cross-gender identity and guided me through gender transition. He provided access to hormones and surgery, and I soon had the full gender-affirming surgery and identified as Laura. I felt that my gender identity and biological sex were at odds, but what the therapist failed to consider were the other factors driving my desire to change gender, which needed to be addressed first. Right, and when he interviewed with us, what Um, what were those factors? They were the comorbid disorders of anxiety and depression. And very much rooted in his grandmother right. cross-dressing him for two and a half years. And that's the irony of it all. And this what I, that's what you guys need to understand is that <clears throat> psychologically speaking, in, according to the DSM-4-TR or DSM-5, whatever you want to look at, the comorbid disorders of anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, which, by the way, is actually clinically diagnosed as an anxiety disorder. The gay community will say, well, we suffer from these higher rates of these things. It's because you don't accept us the way that we are. That's actually not right. It's actually completely the opposite. Um, they suffer from these things because, because the conflict with their conscience, the way that God designed all of us, that's the conflict and they never resolve here think about this they don't because our society has abdicated to this um ungodly lobby and given special rights to this community thereby um putting into law you know things that shouldn't be put into law they got i mean they 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 succeeded in having homosexual marriage legalized in america if that's really what they wanted, then nobody in that community should be depressed or anxious, right? I mean, because they got it, <laughs> if that's really what it was about. But it's not, that's not what it's about. It's, and they're, they're never going to not suffer from that until they deal with the root issue, which created the issue in the first place. And that's what the gay lobby never wants you to look at. They don't want you to look at the causes or the causality behind that because in the overwhelming majority of the cases, it's tied to some traumatic event. And and it's hard to deal with trauma. Okay, let's just be honest. Nobody likes to deal with trauma. It's traumatic. 
especially if you've been really severely abused in some way, it's severely traumatic, you know, and, and I, I remember I have a, um, I have a friend who, um, actually he wasn't really a friend. He was a psychiatrist. I knew he worked with my old therapist and he gave the best illustration of, of how you can get a PTSD, um, without being traumatized. And it was actually during, um, he explained, um, one day about a woman who was burned in a, uh, in a, a horrible accident and she had to go to the hospital and, you know, they had to treat her for the burns. Um, so much so that they had to do, um, grafting of the skin. Okay. And so they had to do the grafting of the skin. Well, to do the skin grafting, right, of this stuff, that's not an abusive situation by any stretch of the imagination, but the trauma to heal that burn, which was, you know, an accident, she had to continue to relive the pain of going through the skin grafting in order to get better. The problem is, and I remember hearing him describe that, and I thought that's a great illustration because that person developed PTSD as a result of the trauma to get better. But the problem is with this, within, this gay, within this gay lobby in the community, they don't want to deal with those issues, which is why incidences of alcoholism, drug abuse, sex abuse, um, etc., is more rampant in that community. And yet they'll blame it on you or me because we oppose, you know, the behavior. Well, it's because you oppose it. That's why I'm drinking alcohol. Mm, no, I, I can honestly tell you, I have a sister-in-law that's a lesbian. She lives up in San Francisco, as far as I know. And for the years that Randall and I would go to uh, his side of the family for Christmas, you know, she would come down with her, her partner. I guess they're married now, but, but she would come down and, Every time, every single time, that whole family accepts her. They love her. They 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 know she's in the lesbian lifestyle, etc. But every single time, without exception, for the twenty something years I spent with Randall's side of the family, she would bring alcohol every single time, every time. And I believe it was because, and she would often get a little, you know, tipsy. <laughs> and I believe it's because she felt the conviction of the fact that she knows she shouldn't be doing that. And yet she's never, to my knowledge, dealt with the trauma of what happened to her because of her father abusing her. So anyway, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, thanks, Annie. Did you get my card? Because I sent you a card, I think. Anyway, so you want to, do you want, you have another article? I actually have two more articles I'd like to bring up. Before the time gets away from us, I want to, talk about sponsors and that kind of thing and right. resources that we have to offer awesome are you going to do that i can if you'd like sure go ahead all right i will <laughs> hey who can tell us who our main sponsor is of this show you guys are smart you should know mm. that welcome to smoke them lemons it's their first day on periscope well smoke them lemons welcome to your first day on periscope okay all right. I hope you like it. Thanks for coming to the Bible News Radio, the best show here on Periscope, just so you know. <laughs> if you head on over to our website, BibleNewsRadio.com, hit the resources uh, menu item at the top navigation there, uh, you'll find a number of good recommended resources. Um, 
the top row, you'll find yeah. uh, the Christian's Biblical Guide to Understanding Israel by Doug Hershey. And that's available for purchase. Uh, $9 includes shipping, so free shipping. Um, really want to draw your attention to this item here, this uh, globe toward the middle of the page, which is the Historical Graphical Study Israel DVD Tour. That's a mouthful, but what it is is that seven DVDs over four hours of content uh, in a systematic way going through uh, the land of Israel. And uh, very well done. And click on the details button, takes you to the Israel store. You'll see it's only $29. I mean, you couldn't go to four hours of movie for $29. Um, Actually, if you're if you're a Legal Shield member, you can get movie tickets at a discount. Just so you know, if you That's... get into your member perks, just have to throw that in there. Okay, but you can <laughs> save a t an additional twenty percent off of that. Yeah, you can. So that's five dollars and eighty cents. So that brings it down to whatever twenty three dollars and change. Uh, really, highly recommend that you get this. Um, and that 20% works not only with DVDs, but anything on Ariel's store. 20% um, off of anything, anytime at uh, ariel.org. And when Stacy stops yawning, I'll <laughs> put her back on the screen. Okay, I'm done yawning. Okay. Okay, by the way, I want to stand up here. Hold on. See this? Bible News Radio. We can't hear you very well. Just, um... Okay, this Bible News Radio shirt is my shirt. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I, I, I wear my shirts all over the place sometimes, but here's the thing. You guys can buy a shirt if you don't have one yet. They, they're right there. That's also on our site. You can get a coffee cup. You can get a Be Bold. I'm going to sit down now because um, my legs hurt. You can, <laughs> it's probably not the most flattering. I was wearing my purple one earlier. But anyway... Um, <laughs> I know Randall's a pro. Um, <laughs> uh, um, but anyway, yeah, you can, you guys can get Bible News Radio gear if you want. You got Be Bold, Stand Up, Go with God. Um, you have um, Sweet and Lovable. If you want a Sweet and Lovable coffee cup, you can get one of those. Um, I may be adding the pickleball Spring Hill pickleball T-shirt in there at some point once we get that going. But there's there's just stuff there, and, and you know, just so you know, if you do buy uh, one of our shirts, we actually make a little bit of money on that. I mean, gallery gets most of it, but but that's another way you can you can you can sew into our show if you so desire, um, pun intended. <laughs> anyway, I never I haven't been promoting it. I haven't been promoting our our gear, but I've had some of you recently ask, "Do you have shirts?" I'm like, "Yeah, I have shirts. You need to order a hoodie." You know what? I do too. I need to get a hoodie. You know, Mia has one. Oh, and there's also I'm a Daily Disciple one there, and I love you in a non-gay way, which by the way, nobody has ever like ordered. I should get one for Cheryl Chumley though. When I get some extra money, I might do that. Just send it to her for for a joke. Um, but anyway. So there's that. Oh, and, and then you guys, if you want to be donors, you know, monthly donors, that's the pillar of the community. By the way, if you're somebody, I'm just going to say this. If you're somebody that watches us all the time and you've never donated to us, it would be good if you did once in a while. Just so you know. Because we really do depend on <laughs> your donations. Uh, and, of course, we do have some books available, too, which we've told you a lot about. 
um, the donations really do help. So we have this books. We have the Christian Biblical Guide for Understanding Israel for nine dollars, and that's with that's it. That's it. That shipping is included in that. And then this book here, the Gospel of the Holocaust in Isaiah fifty-three, very very intriguing book. This one here, um, they both are, but this one is very very cool. Um, never I've never read anything like it, but it's very cool for ten dollars for that one. Um, so there's lots of ways you can support our show. We're trying to give back um, to you by providing some resources to you. And I actually do have some miscellaneous stuff too. But, um, you know, I try to do giveaways for you. Uh, and, and you know, we're here every day. So, you know, if, you've, if you love what we do and you appreciate it, then kind of give us a little bit of money sometimes if you can. <laughs> Please just like give us, you know, we, we ask generally for 25 bucks a month. And I have to tell you that um, uh, that's barely, I mean, that's basically one meal a month for me and Bareface. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, or you can become a Legal Shield member. That helps too. But that actually helps you more than it helps us. Just so you know. Okay. All right. Okay. How many of you think the Pope Francis could be? the false prophet uh because over on a website titled christianevidence.net they're pro they're posing this question <laughs> how'd you like that huh going from pillars to the pope uh i want to read i want to read you this i thought this was really interesting according to scripture the greatest religious leader in history the antichrist right hand man aka the false prophet will arise from Rome to force humanity to worship the Antichrist and deceive countless people near the time of Christ's return. The false prophet is the leader of the false church, also known as the harlot, in Revelation 17, 1-5, and there is strong evidence that this false church is, is the Roman Catholic Church, and then they say, see here, and they link to an article. Thus, it is highly likely that the Pope in charge of the Catholic Church at the end is the false prophet who works with the Antichrist throughout the tribulation period. From a prophetic standpoint, out of all the popes who have come and gone in the past century, George Mario Bergoli, a.k.a. Pope Francis, who became Pope of the Catholic Church on the 13th of March 2013, has accomplished more in the last two years than all the popes combined. Pope Francis even comes close to, quote, filling the bill, unquote, on the false prophet. Number one, the false prophet promotes the worship of Antichrist, Revelation 13, 12. So it is likely the false prophet will be a leading religious figure prior to the rapture in order to ensure a global following for the Antichrist, declaring himself God, 2 Thessalonians 2, 4. Not only is Pope Francis the top religious figure, but he is also more popular than any political world leader, according to a recent poll. Pope Francis holds the record for amassing 1 million followers on Instagram in the shortest amount of time, under 12 hours. That's impressive. And is one of the most influential world leaders on Twitter. Because remember, you're no one if you're not on Twitter. <laughs> Followed by more than 40 million accounts. Pope Francis also rules over half of what is called Christendom with its 1.3 billion Roman Catholics. The Pope is positioned better than anyone on the scene to fulfill this prophecy. I'm not sure how long this article is. I probably, yeah, it's quite, this is a lengthy article. I'm just going to read the bullet points then because it's really long. So number two, 
The false prophet sets up a living image or statue of the Antichrist that must be worshipped. Pope Francis is already beginning to prepare people of the world to worship image figures of living men. For example, April 16th, 2017, a wax image figure of Pope Francis was set up for an Easter Mass. Instagram wasn't around for all popes. Well, you're right, Melanie. <laughs> uh, anyway, it goes on to say here, number three, the false prophet will show his power by performing great deceptive miracles. Performing miracles is nothing new to Pope Francis. Pope Francis is credited with many healing miracles. See family speak on stories of Pope Francis's healing powers and has already performed one miracle in which he turned dried blood into liquid. See here. Wow, I didn't know that. Did you guys know that? Did you know that, Bareface? No. Wow. Can you do that by adding water? Hmm. I don't know. It says here, interestingly, when Pope Francis visited the United States, the liberal press admired the Pope for his alleged power over the elements. The Daily Mail online heralded the, quote, dozens of rainbows seen in Central Park as people waited for the Pope. Oh, that's interesting. All right, then number four, the false prophet will force mankind to receive the mark of the beast. Many evangelicals, fundamentalists, and Catholics believe that RFID implants are the mark of the beast and are thus outraged by the technology. Yet in a controversial move by the Catholic Church, Pope Francis has come out in vocal support of RFID chip technologies and the extraordinary potential they hold for the mankind. Wow, I don't like him even more now. All right, so he's also been in private meetings with Apple CEO Tim Cook, former Google CEO and Alphabet Executive Direct Chairman, Alphabet Executive, uh, Eric Schmidt, Instagram CEO Kevin Systrom, and Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Hmm. Interesting. And neither, you got to ask yourself why, because none of these people are Catholic to my knowledge. It's a mystery. Number five, the false prophet, along with the Antichrist, will promote and enforce totalitarian world government, a global economic system, and universal religion. Ever since the very beginning of his papacy, Pope Francis has been pushing for global unity in relig religious matters. Blah, blah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, number six, the name of the Antichrist will add up to 666. And so, it is not unusual that the name of his future false prophet may, may also add up to 666 ordinal gematria uh basically blah blah okay anyway number seven the false prophet has two horns like a lamb in the bible the lamb represents christ the lamb of god the pope takes the title vicar of christ meaning he is presented as christ on earth in his place uh so he is literally the most famous man on earth to be like a lamb or like the lamb in addition the pope's Literally has two horns. If you, the, the, the hat, the mitri. Mitre. Mitre. Glad you're on here because I had no idea. <laughs> it has two horns. If you go to the Catholic encyclopedia, they themselves call it a two-horned mitre. Yes. Indeed, the Pope is like a lamb with two horns. All right. Ugh. That's just kind of a. Number eight. Touch. The false prophet's message is the message of the devil and Satan. Even the media have picked up on the fact that Pope Francis talks a lot about Satan, the devil. C. Why is Pope Francis so obsessed with the double, with the, the devil? Hmm. All right. 
The false prophet, this is number nine, will deceive many, even the elect. Pope Francis speaks boldly against the Bible and the Catholic faith almost every week without anyone stopping him. Yeah, and that's one thing that really bugs me. It's like, how can you follow a guy? Well, actually, I already know the answer to that question. You, Unfortunately, many Catholics are biblically illiterate because the church makes it that way. And so they listen to this bozo. It's kind of like the the Mormon church, you know, and, the, and they follow their prophets too, which are all false prophets. Yeah. Um, the Number 10, the false prophet's inward expression is fierce and dangerous. Pope Francis has been known to attack anyone who opposes or dares voice disagreement with him. Just this year, the Vatican took new measures to punish critics of Pope Francis in a move that seems to belial the Pope's earlier calls for greater dialogue and debate within the church. Wow. And there's more, but, you know, I, I think, so the question, do you think he could be the false prophet? That's the name of the article. What do you think based on just that stuff? Based upon just that stuff, I would say no. They don't make a compelling case because some of the um, assertions are spurious and kind of, yeah, if you squint, pretend a little. No, I, he may be, he may fill that role someday, but at this moment, I would say no. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, wait. Because... In Revelation, in, in Daniel, <laughs> the the Antichrist is is presented as an individual, yeah. individual who, who has a false prophet. And so Aaron says witchcraft. Melanie wants to know if Pope has a Periscope account. Hmm. What do you think, Melanie? You should go look. Go look. <laughs> Come back. Let us know. For sure. Kim says, I don't trust the Pope at all. You're a smart woman. <laughs> Cam Lupa says, the Pope is the Antichrist. Melanie says, I may switch back to Android. Well, you may as well forget doing that because they're owned by Google, which wants the mind of God. So you can't win either way, Melanie. You're either going to have an iPhone or an Android. Uh, Aaron says, so in www, so is www in Hebraic. Are you talking about the, that stands for 666, let me add them. Thanks for the cute cards you just got. Oh, you got it, Annie. Oh, good. I'm glad you got it. Um, I'm thinking that it'll be someone who has more experience in prophecy to deceive many. Yeah, well, you know, the interesting thing about all of that is the whole idea of virtual reality. Like yesterday when we were talking to Carl Tycrib and, and we talked about the whole virtual reality thing. Plus the whole hologram thing now they have set up. I, I heard that i think it was bill gates some no 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 it was tony robbins who i wouldn't trust as far as i could throw that man um tony robbins now actually uses hologram technology to 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 hologram himself into these meetings because you know he's a new ager like oprah but anyway the good news is the good news is that we know jesus is coming soon and we have an opportunity to share the good news of Yeshua with the world by being bold, standing up and going with God every day. <laughs> right? So, um, I think our show's about over, but, um, yeah, it is. I have, uh, let's see here. Any thoughts about the Epstein case going to court next week? Tiny mushroom wants to know. 
no, I have zero thoughts on it because I don't even know anything about it, which I know. Should I know something about this? Does anybody else know it? Do you, you know anything about this? I don't know anything uh, about it. I don't, no. There is one other article, though. I got to sneeze. Titled, Report, Google Engineer Advocates... Wait, hold on. <laughs> I gotta sneeze. Advocates Bearing Breitbart Conservative Sites to Reverse Things in 2020. If you want to read that, I'll tweet it out. Um, just interesting, another way that they're trying to gag us. And I have to tell you, YouTube still has not messaged me about why they banned my show and gave me a strike and then undid it and didn't even mention anything to me, just so you know. Ugh. <laughs> All right, my nose is starting to run because I had to sneeze. Don't you hate it when you got to sneeze and you can't because then your nose gets all water and you get snot coming out of your face? It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Juan Epstein, I have no idea who that is. Isn't that horrible? See how touch I, out of touch I am with media? I have no idea who that is, Melody. None whatsoever. I've been trying to win a contest the last couple of days. So I've been kind of absorbed in that. Uh, but any other questions? I think we can hang out for a couple more minutes, right, Bareface? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll take some questions. Huge article in the Miami Herald. You should read it. All right. It, it, I'm, I'm assuming it'll be on, it's online, right? Because if it is, I'll look it up later and read it. Talking about Jeffrey Epstein? Jeffrey Epstein? Jeffrey E. Epstein, the former hedge fund manager. Ah, yeah, I've been kind of... Yep, that's what he said, or she I'm, said. I'm doing research here while you're talking. Welcome back, Cotter. Welcome back. Okay. Yeah. All right, so next week on the show, I'm interviewing Kevin Sorbo next, next week. So look forward to that interview later. Kevin Sorbo, as you know, played Hercules when he was younger. And also, play, he, was, he played that teacher in the in the TV show, in the movie, God's Not Dead, the original one, where they killed him off at the end. I ruined it for you, sorry. Um, but he has a brand new movie coming out, and so I will be talking to him Tuesday. And we'll be playing that interview, hopefully, Tuesday afternoon, because I, I have to get up early and talk to him in the morning. Um, so, got to go feed the horses. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Kim. Appreciate you. A lot. Go give those beautiful, beautiful animals all the love you need. Yeah, you like him? Yeah, a lot of people like him. Kevin Sorbo's awesome. He's actually very outspoken believer. He's very conservative as well. And um, all that. Juan Epstein was the character on Welcome Back, Cotter. Gotcha. Was he the one that went, ooh, ooh? No, that no. was Horshack. Yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Remember, you're older than me, Melanie, by numerous years. Yeah, so I don't know as much as you do about that. All right. So Alice said, I want to update you, even though I got a, lot, a really low price, I have a contract on my condo. Thank you for your prayers. Please continue to pray that it goes through without a hitch. That's awesome. Congratulations, Alice. Hey, you know what? Houses are being sold like left and right and people are lowballing them depending on where you're at. So that's cool. Also, don't forget, you know, if you want to add to your prayer list, 
don't forget to be praying for the people in Northern California that had their um, houses burned down. I mean, we have two family members in our, you know, extended family that lost their homes. And there are a lot of people up there who've lost their homes. In fact, L.A. Marzulli um, lost his home in Southern California. And I can tell you that um, if you go over to Derek Gilbert's website, I think DerekGilbert.com or .org, one of those, um, L.A. Marzulli did an interview with him about what's going on. So if you care about L.A. and you want to learn more about that, then go check that out as well. Because um, they are our friends here, our extended ministry family also a huge earthquake in alaska just a while ago wow that's a bummer alaska how's sarah doing does anybody know because i mean she's the only person i know that lives in alaska is that on the drudge report i just pulled up the drudge report oh yeah here it is 7.0 mag quake rocks anchorage wow People run from offices, shelter under desks, major damage, roads buckle, map, photos, video, Palin, family intact, the house isn't. Uh-oh. That's not good. Tsunami warning was canceled, so, okay. <sighs> okay, Sarah Palin tweeted, uh, Pray for Alaska. Our family is intact. House is not. I imagine that's the case for many, many others. So thankful to be safe. Praying for our state following the earthquake. Wow. That's good. I'm going to go ahead and retweet that. That happened four hours ago? Yeah, see? Wow. Well, there you go, everybody. So, <clears throat> that's the thing. You know, that's why I don't watch the news, because it's so depressing everywhere. Uh, I try not to get too involved in it, because it just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I, I just get depressed. Hey, Dr. John. How you doing, buddy? Dr. John from Canada is here. Say hi to Janie for me. Hope you guys are doing good, having a good week. We're only going to be on a few more minutes. I think Bareface is trying to find something. No. Oh, no? We're done? Yeah. All right. All right. One thing after another. Well, you know, the interesting thing about the earthquakes, about all this other stuff that's going on, is that the Bible, you know... The Bible predicts that when all these things start to happen all at once, then the end is near, right? So our redemption is drawing nearer than when we first believed people. And so, just like I've been prospecting people with my Legal Shield app, let's not forget to share the gospel with people. The good news, right? We have really good news. You know, I mean, I think Legal Shield rocks, right? It's awesome. It's great. It protects you and stuff. But you know what? The Bible is even more awesome. And the truth is that people need Jesus in order to deal with stuff. And people need their sins forgiven. You know? I mean, think about it. And, and, and I'll just end the show with this here. I texted Bible News and did not get a response. Did you text Bible News together, like as one word? Two three three two two two. I will refresh my thing there. If you did, then I will see if it came in. But anyway, here's the thing. Um, when Jesus reigns for a thousand years during the millennial reign, it's going to be like it should have always been, right? There's not going to be any of this new stuff. There's going to be, 
any of this horrible news. It's going to be a new heavens and a new earth. We're going to be living in paradise, literally. I mean, it will be perfect, right? I mean, it's going to be awesome. The enemy will be bound, you know, and then eventually he'll be released. And then, you know, the end will come for that thing. And how we're all going to live forever with no sin nature, with awesome food, and not have to worry about digestive issues or bad traffic or people yelling at you or screaming at you and stuff. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is sometimes, I don't know about you guys, sometimes it may feel like it is a um, hard to believe that that will eventually happen. But here's the truth, you guys. You could die any minute. You could die like right after the show's over. You could, you know, I mean, God could call you home any second. So you don't know when your last day is, right? You don't know when your expiration date is. Um, and when you're going to leave this life to enter to the next life, which is the real life, really. Um, which is why, you know, you should be ready. You should be right with Christ. Be close to him. Trust him. In fact, today I read, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to read this because I just feel like I should read this. I'm going to, I'm going to open up my, my app for a second. Today I read 2 Corinthians chapter 5 in the morning and I actually sent it out to you guys. And I noticed something really interesting in this chapter I'd never noticed before. I'll bring it up here. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5 beginning in verse 1 says, For we know that if the earthly tent, that's, our body, which is our house, is torn down. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For indeed, in this house, we groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling in heaven. Don't we? Yeah. And as much as we, having put it on, will not be found naked. For indeed, while we are at, we are in this tent, we groan, being burdened, because we don't want to be unclothed, but to be clothed, so that what is mortal will be swallowed up by life. Now, he who prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave us the Spirit as a pledge, the Holy Spirit. Therefore, being always of good courage and knowing that while we're at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not sight. We are of good courage, I say, and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. Therefore, we also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest to God. And I hope that we are made manifest also in your consciences. Okay. And I mean, I don't want to read the whole thing. But what really stood out to me about this was Paul, you know, who was near death numerous times for, for his faith is talking about the longing that he had, you know, and that we generally do have as believers. Hey, we're to absent, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Right. But what really stood out to me was where it says here, therefore always being of good courage and knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. So meaning we're not in the same place, right? For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are of good courage, I say, and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. But until that point, 
Why? We walk by faith, not by sight. And so it is a faith walk, right? I mean, because we can't see the, we can't see where we're going. So it takes us faith to get there. I just thought that was interesting because we usually take that out as that little piece of verse seven for we walk by faith, not by sight. We take it out of context and never look at the actual context, but the context is interesting. It's, it's actually the context is the conflict between living here in our body and being present with the Lord. And that takes some faith, right, Bareface? Indeed. So. Indeed it does. Yep. Anyway, so I don't know about you, but that encourages me and um, you all do as well. So thank you for that. So you want to have any final thoughts, Bareface? Um, no. <laughs> I don't want to... Uh complicated beyond that indeed even so come jesus or let us come to you and uh we do look forward to a time that we'll be absent from this body and present with the lord not that we need to expedite that through careless living everything like that because we'll have to give an account as it says what we've done in the body so but yeah Help us, Lord, help us to be good stewards and thankful of the gifts He's given us, including these mortal lives that we have. Um, but then knowing that this is our temporary residence. How many of you are glad your current body is only temporary? <laughs> oh, to be like have the perfect body to play pickleball with 12 hours a day. <laughs> Anyway, I know we can't imagine what the next life is going to be like, but you know what? I can tell you this, the best is yet to come. And, uh, you know, just remember that, okay? All right, you guys have a good weekend. I think Bareface will be back, Lord willing, tomorrow with Weekends in the Word. Uh, again, if you want to sign up for Legal Shield or ID Shield today and get your first month free, got to do it today because I, I got to close it today. Um, just get in touch with me. Um, and... If you uh, want to donate and all that, have any other questions, just get in touch with me. Contact me through the text message list or tweet, tweet me or anything like that. All right. So thanks for watching. Be bold. Stand up, people. Go with God because he loves you. We'll see you soon.